0: episode 7 of the Innate in Us podcast, a show about the beautiful complexities of the human experience. Wow, what an episode. One of our favorite conversations so far. Caitlin and I go into more discussion around fear, but this time more focused on the fear of becoming parents and what we can experience on the other side of fear. We talk about the lack of resources for men during the prenatal and birth experience and why it's important for men to have an outlet during this time. We even have a guest appearance from our loving puppy, Pearl. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. As always, if you like the show, feel free to like and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. Enjoy. Okay, we are back. Um, horrible. Technical difficulties to start this episode, but we are back. <laughs> we are in the podcast cave what do we call this this is like the living room version where we're not (laughs) at the dinner table but we were just eating dinner and you were all ablaze about um, a certain topic so let me do the let me set the table um, for lack of a better term and um, pun intended Um, Mm -hmm. you yeah you were all jacked up and we were like finishing eating and we felt like we were having like a pretty cool conversation, so we thought we'd fire the mics up. Um, we got talking about just continuing to share the pregnancy story and the fact that there aren't a lot of resources out there for men. And well you got you got a lot more
1: first fiery
0: about it than I did, and I, you really wanted to talk about it.
1: We were talking about it started out how we were talking about our own fears. I don't remember how, how exactly how it came up but and the, and like expectations that we had for ourselves that we realized like were passed down through generations or whatever but yeah mm-hmm. um
0: generations and generations
1: yeah and that were coming through our subconscious like I've had different dreams um through pregnancy that have been really wild except one recently that was more like centered around being pregnant and taking care of a kid and how I was like <laughs> really messing it up and wasn't able to care for and all this stuff.
0: But on the other side of that, just I hope you don't want to I don't wanna like gloss over that because you had the big realization and I had a b- a similar one, but a, a, in a different context. But you had a oh we gotta take away that tw- that toy from, <laughs> from Pearl before we continue. But let me get this out. So you're oh, uh, gonna get right
1: in my face and bed too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pearl, chill. We're trying to record something. Put it behind the couch.
1: Behind the couch, yeah, so it's
0: okay. The land of
2: lost <laughs> is
1: under our couch.
0: Yeah, decided. But so, so, what you I realized know. was, instead of the 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 dream meaning that you actually are going to be a bad mother, you realize that on the other side of that is your fear of being a bad mother, and and that it's actually, if you really think about it, deep down, on the other side of that fear that you were having is a real intense compassion for rosie and to to be a good mother you weren't mm-hmm. you're not scared of being a good mother you want to be a good mother it's not something that isn't even it's not something that is here yet so you can't even create that for yourself in your head all you can do is move past the fears and past the fear for you and this one was that you're actually your ego's trying to tell you be afraid of being a good mother but deep down your true self knows that you're going to be amazing and you just really care a lot
1: yeah and it was shining lights on on already like um prevalent patterns in my life. That like for example like not being good enough. Right? That yeah. it's just showing yeah. up in a different way.
0: Yeah, yeah, not being good enough and lack the skills and yeah. right. Like and, and and I went through this I went through the same thing, like experiencing various levels of it for myself during that conversation of like Yeah, not knowing when you're when you're a parent, and this is where the conversation went, Um, like resources for men because we go through similar things of like not really understanding how to be a dad.
1: Well, even like um, when I was telling you those things, you admitted like, oh yeah, I've I have similar fears, and I said thank thank you for telling me that because there's been a few times I've I've noticed in this pregnancy where I'll share my fears. For multiple reasons i just want you to know and i was reading the ina may guide to childbirth and there she talks about how like um women in labor they would be afraid of something Mm -hmm. and then once they shared it it actually helped their birth like physiologically right and plus we also know how like these things affect us on so many different levels including physically And I just want to share like everything I'm going through, so that, um, so that you know where I'm at,
0: Uh um, like mentally
1: and so like that. And anyway, I just want to include you in like what's going on. And plus, I worry about um that my fear affects the baby, like everything that you're doing affects me, which I've talked about probably before. But so I think that. Saying it out loud kind of like empties it a little bit, and you usually help me like see the truth or something, or see it from a different perspective. Or, like, well, the
0: coolest part about it for me, I know you were kind of at the end there. I don't, I hope I wasn't cutting you off from anything. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, Pearl calms down or you can't hear, her, but she's crying. She wants her toy that we took away from her. That's a loud one. Um,
1: she sure to go outside again, too.
0: Um, For me, what I understand, though, is, like, your – can you repeat what you said? Sorry, I lost it. I don't know. I said a lot of things. That's just Um, the last part. uh, I can pick up where you left off. I just need the last part. I don't
1: remember exactly what the last part was. It was about fears. I don't know. Well, good
0: thing we're recording this. We can just go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, why don't we do that? Which that's why we did this. So let's let's do it. We'll just hard stop it. One sec. <laughs> I love this. All right, we're back. Pearl is pooed. <laughs> uh, she pooed and she peed, which is a uh, call that a double whammy
1: also a routine because we know exactly when she has
2: yeah. to go. <laughs>
0: um, so Pearl's pooed. She's peed. We went back and, and uh, started to listen to uh, where we left off. And um, what you were saying was how you don't want your fears to affect the baby. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking about and got lost on because Pearl was um, losing it um, was that... You're afraid of the fear, if you remove all the other context around it, but you're afraid of the fear, mm-hmm. right? Which is so weird. Isn't that an oxymoron? I don't know if that's yeah. an oxymoron, but you're afraid of the fear. Ridiculous. Um, and the other thing is that you're afraid to show Rosie the fear, right? You're afraid to affect Rosie with your fear. Mm-hmm. But you also have the opportunity to show her that you can overcome your fears,
1: right? You always say this, as, which is, I thought, was a beautiful um, thing about like resilience and um, a really good counter to my feelings because it makes it better for sure. And and that overcoming and that healing, she she obviously can experience as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you. And and to go back to your point about the book, that Ina May book. Um, the more fear you release, the the more you move through your pregnancy, right? I know I know that's not exactly how she said it, um, but that's tha- that's the way I like to think about it. Even though I know I'm not going to be the one going through it necessarily in the physical sense, but you release them now, maybe you won't have as many fears when the time yeah, comes, happens, you know. Yeah. And I, 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 I and I don't think this might take us in another. Tangent. I'm sorry, and I know you have other things you want to talk about, but do you think maybe that the fears of pregnancy aren't discussed enough? As in the fears. Let me let me let me just break it down a little bit more, and then I want to hear what you're going to say. So the the fears of pregnancy aren't just the physical fears of pregnancy, and when you go through pregnancy, the fears that you face during pregnancy aren't just physical fears and I'm wondering is if you can what I'm wondering is if you can face those fears in advance and does that potentially open up the idea of having a a nice gentle birth
1: I 100% believe that plus like I think that um sometimes I think people are talking about the realities of birth more with like social media and everything Mm -hmm. and like um talking about more like postpartum like all that kind of stuff like recovery stuff that no one talked about for a long time mm-hmm. and just felt like you had to just like deal with, deal with whatever happened mm-hmm. um which is actually really good because then people can be more informed and know what to expect but at the same time there still is that um bombardment of fear thrown at you like mm-hmm. oh i'm pregnant oh my god just wait for this we've talked about right, this right more. right like right Holy shit, they tell you some crazy horror story, and then you're like, <laughs> like, Whoa. And um
0: <laughs> Everyone can relate to that, even the crazies who've told us crazy stories. Yeah, but I think people <laughs> sorry, just they're not crazy, they're just they're they've had their experience. I didn't mean to I hope that didn't sound offensive. I just mean um yeah. if anyone's listening and has done that and told someone a crazy story, it's okay. I think that
1: the funny thing is I think think that people think they can relate on negative negative stuff like oh the weather today and um, I also think that misery loves company think they're maybe doing you a favor like I think that they think that oh I'm gonna tell them the story so they know what to expect maybe
0: well yeah for sure but they're also expressing something of themselves right they're also expressing that fear to you as well I think don't you think
1: yeah for sure. But I think that um so much to it. We're definitely our culture is more afraid of birth than like before. Like it's we're we're getting closer to that like natural birthing again, I think, that mm. people are talking about it more. Mm.
0: It's like for starting to head the other way. Yeah, I yeah. think
1: so. But um there's just so much that you have to like uncovering yourself that I've, I've noticed my, just to myself anyway. Mm. Um, just breaking down all of the things that I thought birth was. And like, I think I may have talked to this before. I don't know. But, um, about how, like all my perceptions about what it was going to be and why I was afraid of like even having a baby and all this sort of stuff. And I was mm-hmm. afraid of like, phys- all on all the levels, but I think that something that I'm really interested in right now is that like the the men don't get a say like about their experience. Mm.
2: And
1: I don't know
0: if it's they don't get a say or if it's if it's they just haven't they tried don't talk about it. Yeah, and but I and I think that's
1: even more challenging too for the men because like obviously I was talking about this earlier, but I was thinking that you are just a very connected person anyway and very connected to us and the, the baby and everything. But it felt like you were just as emotionally invested. Like, <laughs> you cry way more easily now or like, <laughs> yeah. emo- like, beautiful things. Like, I feel like every time there's a baby on you know, <laughs> I- in a movie or anything, you're crying.
0: <laughs> Last night, that was the best. We were watching a yeah. pretty sad movie, and the <laughs> only time I got emotionally shook by it was... When the little baby was the little baby girl was running little toddler, sorry. Uh, little girl was running down the path to like Yeah like say I goodbye to her that. father who was gonna leave and die forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm crying because I'm thinking about Rosie missing me.
2: Yeah, you're like, Oh, <laughs> she's
1: gonna miss him. Yeah. You get all emotional. But like that happens all the time. Like yeah. probably more than I have. And but and even like um and I felt like at the beginning, too, you were worried about like my vitamins and everything, and we talked mm-hmm. about this. But like, not not having any control that way, mm-hmm. and then there's very little in this seemingly, in terms of resources, for like books. Like there are some books,
0: right, right. But some people have have tried. I think like yeah, there's there's some good stuff out there. But the people that I find that have written the best books about parenting are people that aren't writing about parenting. Like they're not, that's not their thing. Like, like Gabor Monte's work is not directly about parenting, but it's like the best parenting book I you could ever read. Um, all of his books, right? Yeah. Um, or, you know, we're sure. sitting in the, we're sitting in the, the new podcast den full of all our books. And like, you can look up on this wall, like Becoming Supernatural is a parenting book to me. I know it's not yeah. about parenting, but it's about learning how to, how to change your mind how to how to know. evolve and how to grow i just i had another point about um the the um everything you really just said actually i can i can sum it up with the idea that i was thinking about before with like misery loves company and someone telling you their crazy fear story is actually someone looking for company and so we say misery loves company as like a bad thing Right, as it's like, oh, stay away from that person. You know, they're negative. They're telling you a bad story, whatever. But like, maybe they just needed some company.
1: Yeah, they're trying to relate (laughs) to you and and share something with you. They
0: wanna, they wanna be heard, and so for us to be like, in any capacity, anyone go, oh wow, like that person said the crazy thing. Like, it's not even really it's not even really helpful in any way. And the best way to actually go about that is to be like, well, that must've been crazy for you. Like, what did it feel like? Like, how did you feel? Cause like, they don't know what they're doing by putting it on you like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But they also don't know that they're asking for help and they don't know that you, I'm talking directly at you, Caitlin, you're so good at connecting with people that if you were remove the kind of shittiness at first of like how it feels when someone's, Telling you their crazy fear story, mm-hmm. that you can actually really help them probably, and I'm not trying to to have you repress whatever's coming back at them, like if it's annoyance or mm-hmm. frustration or whatever. I'm not trying to like push that down. What I'm trying to say is like if you can go past it a little bit, maybe you can see that like you can actually help them go through something okay. by by being vulnerable by whatever it is. Oh my god! Sorry, is all Pretty, cool. come here, come here. She um, just wants to play.
1: Another thing about that. that that could be that could be true um i think it's oh and that
0: sorry i don't mean to cut you off but that (laughs) i had to finish the sentence that i had in my head sorry but the um the idea of that kind of all went back to what you were talking about with the men too because we actually do need someone to talk to about this like you're saying like men do need to have a resource that they can go to that can be open about how crazy the experience is because it's fucking intense. Sorry, I don't mean to swear. I'm trying not to trying not to drop too many F-bombs on this thing. But well. that is a real – that feels r- real to me. Like, there, w- not a lot of people want to speak up about it for whatever reason. It's not like it's – like, this isn't – there are other issues in the world than than men having babies not having resources. But it is kind of one that's like – it would be helpful if we had some more because – it's important for men to be fully man mm-hmm. and having a baby is the most manly experience that i can exp- that i can that i can describe having a baby is the most manly experience that i've ever had and it's also the most um emotional experience i've ever had which typically in man language is is a bad thing emotions are bad stay away from them <laughs> most of them right i'm not i'm not i'm just generalizing but it's the most emotional experience I've ever had, but it's also the most like fully manned thing I've ever had and we have this, this this we have this um this understanding of what a man is and it's not that. It's not like being a softie having a baby and like going through all the emotions and crying at all the movies. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um so there's a few different things I want to say to that. <laughs> to the just a quick flashback to the conversations of people telling you scary things. Mm-hmm. It's like the. F- it's also different when your family instills something, right? An idea, because then you also think that oh, like I even thought like oh my, if my mom had this, I could have this. But it's not genetic. Your ba- your birth is right. not genetic.
0: Right. So it um, is the past. Like yeah, yeah, and you're using like your family as an ex- as an ex- or as a part of that story. But it could be anything that had happened to you that would cause you some sort of fear right now. There's many things. And
1: that's like a big fear though. Like you're thinking oh like if that happened kind of like when people worry about diseases which is also not necessarily genetic. Um oh that happened to my mom. That means Is that, that hypochondria?
0: Is that, that hypochondria? Is that what someone who's like who paranoid about getting sick?
1: Yeah, but that's not necessarily this, I don't think. I think this is more common than that. Hyper con- Just yeah. so you're just like
0: general. It's not like obsessive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go um, ahead. Sorry.
1: But then the back to the man thing. Yeah. Um was my train of thought.
0: <laughs> no, I keep doing that too. I'm so sorry. I keep putting you on.
1: That's like off. so beautiful the way you put it too, like being fully man and everything. Mm. And I think that something's interesting is about like how you felt like you had to go to the books, for example, that were mostly about, other than like the birth partner or one and stuff like that. Right. But mostly about parenting. Like you think that, oh, that's when I can come in is when I can parent the kid. But
0: oh, I see.
1: i What I find is fascinating is that like there's books about like the transformation spiritually and all the on all the different levels like physically and everything. Yeah, like that, that book you're reading right that now. Have some no. support, yeah, like multi- tons of books and for women and millions of birth stories from women, which obviously I'm not discounting that like it it is like the transformation of the w- of the woman.
0: Yeah yeah yeah. But yeah and oh uh, yeah, we're not saying that. Like we're I'm not saying, saying it's
1: And and I'm just And I'm not saying just men either. It could be the the partner. But it feels like um, in our experience they're still yeah, they're still going through a transformation and they're still witnessing and being part of a pretty much ex- spiritual experience. Oh,
0: it's the most it's the most spiritual experience.
1: And probably the most like graphic thing that we've ever seen. Like you don't s- it's a birth isn't like you see in the movies.
0: Wait, it's not? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, kidding.
1: that's another thing that you have to break down when yeah. you become pregnant too, because all these different options like
0: Yeah, and you see all these st- actually we're noticing that now. We're like, does that that's not really what Hex, that's not really what happens. It's not like that.
1: Yeah, and all like the even how babies look when they come in uh, all kinds of stuff. Right, right, right. Um and
0: Some movies some movies do it better than others, but I know what you're saying.
1: But then the thing that bugs me is that like guys are expected just to like be quiet and deal with the thing. Mm. And even like the a woman at the at a coffee shop today. Like she made my day kind of because she like was so cute with me about the baby and like gave me like a yeah, free beautiful story. dessert yeah. like Thing. Oh, it's bought the dessert
0: for you because she saw that you were pregnant right yeah because
1: yeah. i guess i haven't really been out that much so where my belly was like <laughs> out there like i might usually my coat on but it was a half on anyway and then but then she started going into like oh everything's gonna be okay blah blah and then eventually saying i would no like i wasn't and i was kind of i could see it as like this isn't about me this is I, I don't know the way you I went I
0: past s- it like we were talking about before you I got to like see like her little fear or her yeah. frustration or anger of some story that was ramping her up to give you some crazy sort of like yeah. weird advice or something right and Didn't so she?
1: much the fact that i was like oh like you have a kid no <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> and she's like but she no. gave you some advice yeah, whatever she she it was said, no, and I it was like, like motivate you and everything but then she said um oh and don't listen to your husband that's another thing I've noticed that everyone assumes I'm married and assumes that I am s- um, heterosexual.
0: Right. So these uh, are some false beliefs that we're seeing in society, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And to how people react to a, b- a baby. Like I just noticed today that I had my yeah I had my coat unzipped because it wasn't as cold or whatever, and I hadn't had that before. And I was going to a few getting, stores to get things. Getting rosy and some fresh air. People I react get it. different. Like they they are different to you when you are pregnant. <laughs>
0: Oh, they are straight up. I think nicer I've heard. I think I've heard this. I think my mom said that. She 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 milked it a bit. I think she said. Yeah, she, she said was that like, people are
1: <laughs> gonna touch me. <laughs> yeah. and they didn't, No one touched no, me. No,
0: no, no, no. Me. I meant. No, I meant. She she one time said uh, that that people are nicer to you and just take advantage of it. Like w- if you're at mm-hmm. the grocery store, someone holds the door for you, just be like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, the person <laughs> that was because the woman ch- tried to make my drink, and then she he was like, oh no, let her like. Because he, he went to serve the other guy. She's like, he's like, oh, no, let her go. Like, she probably oh needs it God. faster kind of thing. Really? Yeah. And he kind of and I was like, oh. It is true. I was like, it's all good. Like, um, But he wouldn't I have done that if you weren't he pregnant. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. He said yeah. something about me, like, be maybe being more of a hurry or something like something along those lines.
0: Just, like, a, a, a friendly way to connect, but in like a joking way? Yeah. yeah. But he
1: was kind of just joking about how, like, I could have a baby any moment. And I was like, oh, like, I it's all good. Like, I laughed it off. And I was like, oh, I have a couple more months. <laughs> and then he said, "Oh, you never know." <laughs> like, oh, whoa! Like that. And there's just another like <laughs> hilarious.
0: Just an unconscious like, yeah. w- like w- thought vomit.
1: And then I noticed also when he said that, I was like laughing about it, but then there was a, a and <laughs> a little tiny fear that popped up. I was like, "Oh, and you. it could happen anytime, right?" You know?
0: Right, right. So, like, and that's kind of spurred a lot of the conversations we've had this uh, this evening into into this. Like starting to record about yeah. I
1: guess resources. the whole story was kind of not that important, but it's just funny.
2: Um, yeah, we we're talking and about e- and male even like resources.
1: Like your estrogen level changed. Oh yeah. Your hormone levels, which actually is pa- apparently common when you're when par- you yeah. for your partner. Well, like, I had to f- had
0: to like search for that study.
1: Yeah.
0: To like to To see that it's the only study I think that I could find, um, about men's hormones changing, um, through pregnancy. Have you seen more? Maybe I haven't looked hard enough. Maybe I'm just exaggerating. No. But yeah, like our hormones. Someone, uh, someone did know something about it when I was talking with them. I can't remember who it was, but I had brought it up, and he or she had said something about it actually happens at the end, too. Like the estrogen changes again at the end, mm. but it happened for me like right at the beginning um and it just happened I just happened to be getting some some genetic and hormone testing done, and it came back and and then we put all like two and two together, like I had done like the next week or the the week before that the week after we conceived i w- I did the test for it,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then we had a girl,
0: and then we had a girl. And yeah, and we like, and I don't know, was that was that genetic or sorry, was that hormone changing? Was that happening before to like prep me for that? This is this is like. Well, remember we thought we we don't know this stuff. I don't think, but
1: we thought we were pregnant earlier. So I'm also wondering if like part of that was already in it, like it was preparing us already. Yeah. Um, I think it's this is
0: the coolest experience that anyone can experience fully. And we aren't even there yet in that sense. But she's, like, only a couple inches away in your stomach. She's here. She's just in a, like, wrapped in a blanket.
1: She can hear it. You know (laughs) what I
0: mean? Like, she's here.
1: Yeah, she's bumping right now, actually. Yeah, yeah. She's She's
0: like, hello, guys. Yeah. And this is something that we, I think, need to just, like, have fun with, you know, celebrate. Like, the journey for the sperm to meet the egg is such a... Freaking intense experience. Yeah,
2: and we're Millions of little to, like, sperm. No, no, no. This, like,
0: like, no. Not go everyone, in.
1: Some other people, might, not yeah,
0: some people might think this is crazy, but you you think about how a sperm gets to an egg. It the takes egg a chooses lot. The egg the sperm, too. It takes a the lot. But yeah, your cervix has to open differently and all these other things have to happen for that floodgate to open for you to get inside the door just to be in the room with the egg. <laughs> and then she's got to come and get you and find you out of that crowd and pick you like the odds of that happening we talked about this before are like 400 trillion to 1 and <laughs> the fact that that happened and we had an egg that met a that met a little sperm swimmer mm. and was like hey i think we could do this together and they merged together and decided yeah i think we'll go with female for this one um maybe we'll meet again and we'll try something different but for this one, we're gonna build this little human into a female, and let's pick these two here.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you
0: well know what I mean. I also it's think it's f- it's so cosmic. It's so like I'm yeah. going too far out there, but
1: no, but it is cosmic, and I do think that the people say like, "Oh, do like the you think that the baby chooses you?" Like I do, yeah. And I also think that how we even got together was cosmic, and then it how was
0: happening long ago
1: exactly exactly that's what i'm thinking like there is i don't know if people want to believe this but i do believe there's who cares like cosmic plan i love the
0: idea of of being less cynical and being more (laughs) creative and the reason i was i yelled who cares was just i don't want you to stop being creative just keep going into how crazy this could be because none of us really know anyway like we've only gotten so far (laughs) Yeah. so keep going keep going
1: but just like how we came how we found each other and came together and then our lineages fused together and make this unique human that will never be like other billions of humans yeah that is crazy
0: and remember when we when we first um
1: that has a will and a spirit yeah and
0: a soul and 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 this this human meat suit that we're in too like this bag of meat and bones like
1: that just it all just formed together through us
0: yeah 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 and And evolves with and evolves with the stuff we put inside it like it's it's pretty miraculous really i had a hard time saying that it's pretty miraculous but Um, how
1: quickly everything forms has blown my mind too like the more i love learning about all this shit like when the whole like what to expect every week has been like the coolest thing ever
0: and t- pretty accurate too they do a good job
1: yeah I am I'm super happy and maybe they'll
0: sp- maybe they'll hear this and sponsor the pod
1: <laughs> 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 um and I have other books too that tell you week by week, but I just find this little this little site nice mm-hmm. um and it's also something I just look like look, look forward to just to see what she's doing in there mm-hmm. but it's actually like the craziest thing about mm-hmm. how we can build all of these. Organs and cells and all this stuff to function, yeah. In like almost like the first trimester, you're you're almost developed like in a few months. But then but then it keeps developing. But through and that happens
0: like that happens after the nine months too.
1: And then you're craving stuff that your body needs, and then you're it's just like this wild thing.
0: You learn how to feel the sensations of your body. You learn how to move your fingers a little bit more your toes a little bit more your shoulders a little bit more as you a just become you more like inside me yeah and yeah. then outside of you as well and and then you become able to walk and you just that's mimic oh like you mimic your family and your surroundings and and you hopefully you don't get exposed to anything too harmful and then you you know get past that next stage and that's into adolescence and then that turns into teenage years and yeah we're talking about mm. a pretty cool fucking thing
1: and all your experiences shape who you identify as like all this stuff it's so wild um it's a beautiful
0: experience you were gonna you were gonna say some more stuff about the the lack of resources i think i thought
1: well i feel like i have a lot to say about that i get a little fired up about it well because i feel like at the beginning you it seems like you we also both like chilled out (laughs) it was the beginning i was really worried about my nutrition (laughs) yeah and just trying to learn as much as possible. I was and like, I got to
0: get some fulfilling, I got to find some fulfilling work.
1: Well, you had a really, yeah, <laughs> and you had, you had a really great idea for a dad podcast, because you were Oh, just yeah,
0: that's kind of where this podcast came from, actually.
1: Yeah, but you were just going out and asking your friends and your family, basically, like... What's f- it like? It was a few questions. What do you got, got like, for me? Like Give dad, me some also info. Also, like, what... Um, what you, what they, what was the question? What you, what they wish that someone told them?
0: Yeah, what they wish that Which they. Is a great they question because you get there some were a cool few, answers. There, f- there were a few good questions. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll try to like, maybe I'll try to record a conversation with someone that isn't you for this mm-hmm. podcast. And just see if it, if it hits people in a certain way. Oh, for or we could f- do it together. I
1: it would. And I w- you were also saying you just want to do it for yourself
0: we could do it together though we could have we could have we could fire up a third mic and have Mm -hmm. somebody that we that we you know really respect over and just kind of like poke away at maybe the um, ins and outs of their experience of of giving birth yeah. and just meet with people that like will have all sides of it right because it's such an individual experience for us right like there's only two people that can go through that together
1: yeah exactly and that's what we're creating and and obviously everyone's perception and experience is different and I was it's also kind of general but i was super general because it's not everyone's experience but in my experience a lot of w- mothers talk about how great being a mother is talk about hmm. the whole s- hmm. like my mom's told me a million times about <laughs> like my whole birth experience like all these different things um and my childhood was like and everything but my dad never did. Mm. And, like, I think that's kind of more common than Mm. not, that the mom talks more about it than the man. And I just think that, like, you can get some really cool insights from the the man, too, because, like, it's a completely different scenario. And it might be kind of beautiful, and he could say things, like, in the birth stories. Like, we watched so many birth stories in that course and also just, like, other... Documentaries and movies and everything it's always the woman, but like I'm just so curious about what the guy well is doing, like I, well, maybe
0: I haven't told you some of the experiences that I've had, I think I have like I've tried to tell you most of them well you've but if I reflect up
1: a little bit to your f- sorry, I just want to quickly say oh you opened up a little bit to your fears a few times, which kind of surprised me because most of the time you're just like this solid support.
0: That's um, That's a that ruse though sometimes
1: You are always talk about how excited you are about it and everything, yeah. and like you're an extremely positive person, yeah and sometimes I try to pry, or I have tried to pry, and then eventually you will admit to a few like fears. and I also but go
0: I outside of you a little bit too, and I test it, and so I go and I and I open up some more fears a little bit to other people, just sprinkle them in, in a way that they don't even really know what's happening. And then I work on it a little bit more and then you poke at it a little bit more and then I always come back to you and I'm like, oh, here's the, like I end up telling you it takes some time for me, though. And it, it takes time for a lot of men, I think, to yeah. work through their feelings, especially when they become more aware of how they're impacting their life. Like for me, I what it, the 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 reason why I can do this or I'm more aware of it, I guess, is because I'm I'm at a place where I've understood how my emotions affect my life and that if I had more understanding of them, not more control of them, that my life would be better Mm -hmm. because all too often we try to control our emotions and they're not meant to be controlled. And once I realized that I'm not meant to be controlled, right, by the ego, then I was able to tell people about it, talk to people about it, open up about it and know that like, it's not a big deal. We have this idea that being vulnerable is, is a problem, right? Men have this, this, this idea in their head that they've been conditioned to believe, and it's not true. And there was a, another quote that I heard that I'm probably gonna butcher, but it was the idea that most men live a quiet misery, and go to the grave without ever having sang their song something along those lines and that's like a beautiful way to sum up how i how i think and i know i didn't get that quote right but the idea that like you you just miss like live this miserable existence just because you were afraid to tell people how you felt yeah it just seems like such a trivial thing now that i'm like I'm just going to just let it out there. Hopefully other people will do the same. And then it frees you of something. Like
1: well, you're an extremely vulnerable person, I would say, maybe now more than you have been in the past. Um, another thing I was just thinking is that, like, we are so vulnerable with each other all the time. But even that was is challenging for you to admit that you're afraid of some things. Right, yeah, yeah. And another aspect of that is that It seems like you are, um, you open up with men too, but you're more likely to open up with women, um, which is fascinating. Because they get it. I think that happens a lot. But I think that the men need it the most, like the men need it with the men the most.
0: It's just different. It's just a different, um, it's just a different form of vulnerability, like. The, I, I have to say, that I'm also, what I was going to try to say to you before was that I've had some pretty amazing experiences recently. And I've also realized that I'm meeting a lot of men that are like we're describing.
1: You're always attracting that more.
0: Yeah. And that's exactly like what's that. happening because like I'm trying to figure my stuff out and I'm kind of meeting people along the same journey and they're trying to do their same thing. And I think it's, it's really nice. There's a whole slew of guys that I can mention right now that, that I think actually have been listening to this a little bit and they, they'll know who I'm, who I'm talking about. They're just like going through their own thing, being vulnerable about it, getting past the bar stool and the hockey bench and meeting in the middle somewhere. Like we're not in the locker room and we're not at the bar and we're kind of finding some new ground with emotions. Some of these guys that I'm talking about. Mm, And interesting
1: that you said
0: that. um, Yeah, maybe there's an analogy there or some sort of cool creative thing that I always want to do between that analogy. But um, I have to say that I've w- like I've had some pretty amazing experiences like w- this one guy s- specifically like he is someone that I thought was very sort of closed off I guess like I, I never really broke the barrier with him a lot um but I've known him for a bit and we've gotten pretty close and like he'll, he'll be pretty vulnerable with me sometimes but there's like a, there was a level that he wasn't sharing with me or something and I probably wasn't sharing with him either but um we start talking about kids and he just melted. He Mm -hmm. just like absolutely melted. I've never seen him like so gushy and ooey and just like in love. Mm -hmm. And the hardest people are the ones that adore love just, you know, maybe more than, than those of us that have it because they know what it's like to not have it. Or they know what it's like to sort of lose it for a little bit, potentially. And I'm not saying that directly about this guy. I'm just saying, Maybe there's, you know, more to these stories that we're hearing from people than meets the eye. You know, maybe it's not about a kid. Maybe it's not about a partnership. Maybe it's not about whatever, yeah, you know. Maybe it's about their childhood. Maybe it's about their relationship with their parents. Like,
1: Yeah, they're definitely um, – back to what we've talked about in another podcast, but, like, there's a reason why people – don't open up and um there is a bit of a cultural stereotype almost but like expectations of men to be a certain way still Mm -hmm. even though even if we try to break those ideas and everything there's still a bit of an undercurrent of that
0: yeah well and maybe it'll
1: take a few more generations to get over that yeah I think
0: we're we're just opening up to it um and I think there are like there are some people that would that would go down other paths and talk about this in like an astral sense um like the age of Aquarius or whatever we're entering into and and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but like what we're talking about here is just uh, a freedom that's sort of taking over um we assumed for a long time that freedom was in the material world but freedoms in the spiritual world and there's a lot of spirituality happening right now whether you like that word or not whether you resonate with that or not or not a lot of people are having exper spiritual experiences Mm -hmm. a lot of people are having spiritual experiences (laughs) sorry i had to repeat that again i need some water um and i think that's kind of how to sum it up that's what we're referring to is there's like awakening is such a like probably an overused way to describe what's happening. But um it's it's an awakening. There's something pretty special happening and mm-hmm. we're experiencing it fully through this beautiful experience of having a kid. But everyone's facing sort of a challenge, something that's new, something that's growing, something that's evolving and emerging to mm-hmm. something COVID. else. And so yeah, through COVID and we just we're just facing it head on and now we're recording it and putting it out there. More I really hope people actually listen to this and, and maybe get some value out of it and feel like they can understand some things a little bit more. I'm not trying to say that we're teaching or preaching or lecturing here, but like we've uncovered some pretty cool stuff about ourselves. And I think it's cool that we share it. And I think that's why you are so fired up about me sharing what I'm learning to other, other men because they need it. Like they, we all sort of just need more information. And if anyone can tell us before we get there, how to get there, it's nice and helpful, right?
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. And I feel like um, you're the kind of person that wants that. Like, you crave that community, that connection, that um, different perspective from other people. You just crave connection with people, basically. Yeah, I think you're and right. And so I felt um, kind of bad. I kind of almost felt guilty during this experience that. I will have and I have had other like obviously it's a little bit different with COVID, but at least I know other mothers and stuff like that and and have those conversations. Um and you do too, but I mean there's not men there's not daddy groups.
0: Right, <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Um, and you were the o- actually you were the only guy that really came to our birth prep class, which I talked about probably before. That was, like, really nice to feel so supported and that you cared enough to learn the things, even if they weren't directly related to you. But it was also important for me to know that, like, you were there for me and to know that, yeah, these things come up. And then, like, for example, the postpartum depression, it it sparked some really good conversation with us because things like postpartum depression – we, you, you had a conversation with me like if that happens like if you have any of these like scary thoughts that could potentially happen like I hope you can talk to me about it and everything like that and like I'm here for you like that's those things are really important and like either way like people could feel really alone and like we could have when the baby comes like obviously very different experiences and it could be challenging if we're not like coming together or sharing that as well. Like you feel like really lonely and like I I've heard even that like guys go through a certain postpartum.
2: Right. And
1: that can that can fluctuate and that can look different just like just like women. Um and not necessarily in like oh your freedom is a little bit different or something like that. It's just like people men can actually go through depressions, can actually go through like different s- situations. And no one talks about it right like i can't remember how i was reading better or listening better or something but it was the only time i've ever heard about it can i jump in yes please because <laughs> i'm get i get mad about it I no get i like know
0: like I, I know and I'm I'm i and i i have a place to where like i have a, a an idea of where we're headed um but i wanted you to, s- you to have the, the experience of what you were saying there because i think i was cutting you off a little bit more before but um it goes back even to when you said that you felt guilty that you're having this experience and I'm not, because even though how close we are in this and how deep we are rooted in our relationship and how close we are, um, you still have some of that misunderstanding. Let's call it a misunderstanding. And let me just kind of see where this goes. But it's a misunderstanding to think that you should feel guilty for having your own experience in this because I'm still having my own experience and it's okay that you're having your own experience. That's your experience. Mm-hmm. And so your experience to carry the child and feel the physical feelings and sensations of having the baby inside of you is your experience. I'm not meant to have that. So for I me know, to, for anyone feel
1: bad to, that you you can't have that,
0: but I don't, it doesn't affect me. Like I'm not, yeah. even though like there's part of me that's kind of, craving the idea of it it's more mythical um or more maybe mystical actually is maybe the better word and i didn't say that in with the list but but (laughs) before but it is kind of mythical and mystical in that we think that there's a reason for you to feel guilty right but those that feel like maybe they can't talk to their husbands because they too feel like it's a it's a female mostly situation for nine months do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i hope that is making sense what i'm trying to say is like if you're feeling that other women are feeling similar feelings but they're different they're more related to maybe i'm alone in this in so many ways even though they have maybe a great partner and they're like this is a female thing he did his thing right he 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 laid the sperm as if like As if, you know, I mean, like some people think that and men and women, like it doesn't matter, but I've heard it before. It's like, did you not just, do you not realize what you just did? Like that was an amazing feat of epic proportions, the most intense, um, cosmic, powerful humanistic planetary thing you can do is to impregnate someone as a man and i'm not saying that there's no other uh, component to it like as if the female isn't there but as a man to do that to be able to do that is the most manly thing you can do yeah but we act like we try to take it to another place because we got this weird filter over it. like oh yeah i did my thing and like yeah whatever and now she's got to deal with nine months and again like no judgment to anyone that actually believes that but that's not really true in our sense in our story in our experience
1: yeah exactly like it's nice that you value it that much too that and you do see it from that perspective i do as well it's not even
0: value it's i th- I am so blown but away by it i'm just it's, thinking it's an adventure it's y- the craziest yeah. thing you can do it blows my mind every single day when i think about it
1: yeah and it's life enhancing and changes your it's life creating life.
0: it's not life enhancing it's like creating, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's 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 conscious enhancing, but is what it is. Hopefully, I think if we some do it people right.
1: <laughs> don't don't actually want it, or like it's not the right circumstances for them, or like the right, one right. one partner isn't. They're not Able for it or to yeah, yeah, able to care for it, which is sad and everything, um, and obviously they. This is a different trajectory for them. But this is just us. <laughs> um
0: it ain't us. It's 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 what's an yeah, us. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I just, I just stop justifying. Everything we say I we stop c- justifying. Yeah, we're trying, trying to, to be like nice. We're trying to be kind Not but offend anyone
1: yeah. or something. Yeah.
0: We should just but. put that in the beginning of every episode. Like <laughs> you might get triggered, we might offend a group of people, but we don't mean it. If you yeah. just had a second to just call us or come by, <laughs> hang out in the podcast cave. We're good people. <laughs> um, we're just, we're just going through our experience. Hopefully, uh, we Sorry. don't offend anybody.
1: Um, I also have my of thought again. Sorry, honey. No, it's all good. Um. You mm-hmm.
0: were talking about how people maybe don't have a partner that, you know, is their community, uh, like sort of supportive. Oh, I was,
1: th- this isn't maybe a little bit off topic, but similar about how, um, yeah, we're, we have a very close relationship. We talk about everything and more and more it gets more vulnerable. And I feel like we've gotten to a, a deeper level in relationship being me being pregnant. Yeah. But um, part of that is you've been so beyond supportive and accepting of like things like I, I was worried. I think women probably worry about this a lot. Like, worry about gro- being gross, like, like bodily functions. Like, things change <laughs> sometimes in pregnancy. Like, so even the birth prep course, we're talking about some things. And I'm like, oh, God, like, poor Yeah, c- a
0: lot of poop talk. A lot of yeah, poop
1: like, talk. poor Corey, like. I actually felt bad for the women. And because you didn't know, but the perineum tear thing, like, all that crap. I felt
0: bad for the women on that call because I thought they came. I wondered maybe if they couldn't be as vulnerable, potentially, because I was there. And I, I know that's, like, not really anything I can be concerned with because we signed up for it. But maybe we didn't. Like, maybe you we were only buying one pass. Like, no, they never said anything to said us, said but, like. It's
1: f- they said the partners are welcome and everything.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but, but anyway. I think that's always the case. It doesn't matter. But,
1: yeah. um, but it made me, like, slightly uncomfortable knowing that, like, all these things could potentially happen right. and you could potentially see stuff and all right. that stuff. That was definitely one of the fears in giving birth, like, oh, shit, Corey's going to see me, shit, probably, and tons <laughs> of other stuff, like, during birth, and you want to cut the cord, and you're going to see, like, blood, and you're going to see this, like, thing come out of, out of me. Right. <laughs> and, I don't know, like, there's part of, there's, I guess this is another stereotype of woman type thing that, I don't know if everyone feels this way, but. I think no, no, the there's. No, no, there's. That we're not supposed to be like gross. Yeah. Like, we're not supposed to smell. We're not supposed to fart. We're not supposed yeah. to basically poop. Like, we basically can't do anything. <laughs> anything. I don't know. Like, function. Like, bodily functioning. Yeah. We're not, like, even like vomit's kind of gross. Like, I. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've, would
0: I've be had pretty the experience. And
1: clean. And
0: <laughs> I have an experience that, like, goes along with that where. Um, yeah, I just heard from, a c- I've had a couple conversations about the idea that I'm, that I want to like catch the baby and, and, um, and cut the cord and and do all that stuff. And a couple, couple people, like a couple men, I guess, um, had, yeah, had like a kind of a weird reaction to that. Mostly younger guys, when I say it to some younger guys, they're kind of like, whoa, like that sounds so intense. Like, I don't think I could do that kind of thing. And I think I was probably like that too a long you time even ago. Like
1: admitted to that, that yeah, at I've one point you would have not wanted to do any of those. Yeah, things. I
0: probably would have been so disconnected from it. But I would have been. I wouldn't have been like this either. Like y- you brought that out of me. Our relationship brought that out of me. So it's that, right? That's part of it as well. Um, and what we have is it. L- it's like it's our own thing. It's it's unique to us, and other people have their own things. But for us, what what's good in our relationship is that we're good. We're, we're Mm -hmm. close. We're, we're, we're willing to go pretty deep together. Right. So I think that's awesome, but yeah, some people just don't have that. And that's why, that's why you have that kind of a, I don't know if it's a stereotype or, you know, sort of a preconceived notion that a lot of females have is I'm speaking generally. I don't know if this is true or not, but that, you feel You feel like you're not allowed to be gross in any capacity mm-hmm. because men act like that, right? Like, I've had yeah. men go like, oh, gross. Like, you're going to do that? You're going to, like, catch the baby? But you're going to do gonna all the things? That. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen.
1: I think it's just funny, though, because I think men are, like, expected to be gross. Like, men are allowed to do all those things, and women aren't supposed to. But then something that... Don't get
0: me wrong. I don't want you just walking around here dropping huge fart bombs. No. But but
1: something that you've (laughs) told me is that, like, you want to see all of me. You want to, like, see... Like, go through all those experiences, which I'm not necessarily going to want to do. You know what I mean? Because I still have those, like, things. But I'm... It's also, so like, a relief to even be told that. Like, it's another level of vulnerability, another level of love. Like, I feel more loved by you saying those things like like that because it gives you, like, permission to be yourself. And especially in the pregnancy thing, I think it makes it feel even more safe Hmm. because I think safety and relaxation and all that kind of stuff is so important in the birth, right? And Mm -hmm. if you feel, like you're holding back at all like we talked about before like with the fears but also with any of that physiological stuff like you're you're like preventing yourself from from fully letting go Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: fully like allowing yourself to be seen and probably people maybe feel that with other people in the room too and i guess there's also studies with that but um I just think in general, that's, like, a big relationship thing. Like, if you can actually accept somebody and love them, like, exactly how they are. Like, holy crap. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And, like, people can say that all they want. But um, this is the first time I've ever actually experienced that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. In, like, it's, like, tangible. I don't know how to describe it. You're just so great.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it feels like sometimes we can just, like, put this in a package. You know what I mean? Like our relationship feels like in a good way. It's like we got we got some things right in this one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like if we were to write a rom-com, we'd write a pretty good <laughs> one. That's all I'm saying. Like yeah. that and and I think that's okay that we can brag about how good a relationship is because it's really nice to have. We were having dinner with a couple of friends of ours, of uh, 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 two couples of ours, two couple friends of ours, sorry. And um one of the things we talked about was like I don't know. Th- one of the women there celebrated the fact that like we're all connected through the fact that we have good partnerships. We have good like relationships. R- we are in love. There's mm-hmm, mutual
1: and s- respect and support and
0: yeah, and like uh, in a really strange way, where like where you're just like you kind of we kind of have this. Well, at least it felt like that in the last the last time we got together. There was this moment of just like freedom, kind of. There's just an acceptance of who we are and like we can be vulnerable and there's no like there's no um over communication to try to like beat around the bush there's no small talk i guess maybe mm-hmm. um which is which is what i really like i fucking hate small talk mm-hmm. um
1: and there's no complaining about things
0: no and when there's stuff that's that comes up it's so it seems there were a couple times like in the last few times we we all got together that like somebody in the group was sort of going through an experience, whether it was us with the challenge of what we're facing with the kid, like, that's not good or bad. It's just the thing that we wanted to talk about. We, let, we were let out and someone else had had an experience recently. And you don't, we don't have that many friendships that are like that, I guess. I think we actually do. I think we have more than we like to think we do. I do anyway. Like I have, I have a lot of them, but I haven't had those my whole life, I guess. And um, it's just really nice. It's r- mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to say that I love my lady. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> exactly, and that's another thing. It's like
0: I love what you just pick up on these little things. You just but go
1: like sometimes it feels like you're not allowed to say that. Sometimes it feels like oh, it's like a taboo to say how much you love somebody.
0: Right, like as if you have to hold back because some people might not have what you have. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you don't want to offend anyone else that yeah. might not be in love. But like they can go but people can go and like tell you they're how unhappy they are. Well
0: this is what were, we're saying, like honey. Misery things. loves company and they actually do. Yeah. Like misery loves company as if it's a bad thing. I've heard that actually my my that statement my whole life. Misery misery loves company. It's one of the things that my grandmother said, which is it's very wise, right? It's it is actually very correct, but If you go one little step further, misery does need company. And so the fact that we're in love and other people aren't, and they want to maybe, you know, at some point you've experienced it where maybe someone's complaining about their partner or whatever and they're going through something, um, they just need to go through something. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay.
1: And we've been there. (laughs) Yeah, we know what it's like. I 1,000% have been in like struggling relationships and probably been complaining yeah. more than I should have to my friends.
0: Oh, for something. sure. I'll d- I'll totally own um, up to that. I have yeah. definitely done that, and I and I know that I've had partners that have done it. Mm-hmm. So it's like,
1: but I think it's, it's like a, a normal. It's a normal thing. You're going, th- you're
0: going through re- like, that's just as much part of love as yeah. what we're experiencing. Like, and like
1: yeah, maybe we'll have more challenges in the future, but but I think that the foundation is good in that. We'll be able to handle whatever comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And look, we, we've raised this little love pup. Oh, yes. Into a little...
1: She's the biggest. Little
0: wise love...
1: Cuddliest...
0: Ball of light. Love
1: machine I've ever seen. Yeah. She just is constantly all over me.
0: and. Well, and now that COVID sort of let up a bit, we've been able to see her with people. Mm-hmm. Um and she she has a hard time with like little kids still I guess a little bit like toddler size but adults she like really like kind of falls older in love with men. yeah
1: but other than that but like they come
0: around yeah like her and my stepdad just they they just need like a couple of minutes together to sort of go through their
1: I think she also senses creedal. that like a lot of the older men in her life like my dad your stepdad doing things there there's a bit of a like mischievous streak. They oh, they're like all a play with them playful. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, she's like, I think she senses that.
0: Oh, for sure. She does. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially with your dad and my stepdad. Yeah. Um, They go, they go through this. Well, actually my stepdad first, because he was kind of the first one that really kind of played with her in a different way. Like I never really play with her in a way that like, play you know, t- t- tug of war or whatever. I never had her chase me around or do anything like that. Um, So she didn't know what to expect at first, but she loved it. And yeah. I think she just kind of forgets that. Almost feels like when she kind like, of doesn't see him for a bit. We were really it's trying
1: funny. to train her. We were really trying to. Um, and we did well. Like we did well. We've behavior. got a good pup. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, Sometimes <laughs> I feel like she's like our child for sure. And I know like, people say that all the time, and I've had like a ton of dogs growing up, but it's like definitely different with this one.
0: Someone said the other night, "You get one dog." I don't know if that's true but I don't know. I that's feel so true. like it's true right now anyway. Like, well, this is like I a had first. a dog. I had yeah. a dog. Oh our family had a dog. It was kind of more my brother's dog. Um I think he asked for it and, and it was just the right time for our family. Like he was old enough and we were all old enough and it wouldn't have been just all on my dad to like take care of the dog at the same time as <laughs> having the kid. Which I hope we did the same thing. I hope we got the dog early enough so that the dog's chill with the kid, but um Yeah, so it wasn't really mine, and I had my other stuff going on. Like, I was in high school at that point, and I was going through my own stuff, and um, I, like, was a little bit younger than my older brother and I, and so maybe he just, like, needed a companion at the time, or wanted one, or whatever. They thought it was good for him.
1: He loves dogs, too. He loves dogs,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, and and Rocket was his dog more than anyone else's, so I never got close with him about it. Rocket's our old, uh, old family dog, um... He was a beautiful dog. He was a great dog, though. Trained trained him up really well. But what, since Pearl has come along, like, I've never felt that close to an animal. Mm-hmm. I never felt like, like, there's an element of, like, being able to communicate that I've never experienced before. I think I had a fish, too, maybe when I was a kid. like
1: <laughs> Which totally blows my mind because we had so many animals, and I was so emotionally connected to so many animals. But she is special.
0: She's so special.
1: There's something... And she's
0: special for us. And maybe it yeah. seems like she's special to others. We don't know. But it's special that we have her as a dog, it feels like. she, For us, she's a very loving, connected, cuddly, <laughs> um, yeah. calm, relaxed dog.
1: Intelligent.
0: Intelligent. Super. Like, way too intelligent. When she gets playing and she knows we're playing and she doesn't want to go inside, yeah. she will dance her way around me. And she won't come until I either, like, get lucky and catch her. Or she calms down and, and decides she wants to go inside. That's just one but example. she
1: picks up on everything. Like, she picks up on energy. Like, I've never mm-hmm. seen a, d- a dog. Like, she knows that we're going to go somewhere before we say anything yeah. to her, before we're even acknowledging
0: we it. Like we're not even, like, getting changed to go outside or do anything. She's just already there. Yeah. She already knows that something's happening. She starts to cry, like, okay, come on, hurry up, guys. Like, get your shit together. Let's get out of here. Yeah. She but communicates in his with us in to in go
1: outside way. in s- subtle ways now. Yeah. Even just, like, the w- way she looks at me.
0: She just comes over and taps me sometimes.
1: Yeah, or, like, she'll come sit down. Yeah. Or, sh- or she'll Or say she'll, like like <coughs> she'll make like Yeah, like, She's one little <coughs> noise and yeah. wait. Huh. Yeah. Or sometimes she'll, just like, start to... She'll just... All these little things that we just, like, learn. Probably that what we're going to learn from a kid, too. Oh, of course, yeah. But more so than I've ever seen, I guess. Like, we... Yeah, we had dogs and everything, and they told us they wanted to go out and everything, but it was not... I don't know, it's not, it's not the same as her. I guess we also spend a lot of time with her. Like, yeah. I especially, because she's here in your office a lot, too. Um, but she's, like, always around me.
0: Yeah, and what's going to be, um, I don't want to, like, put it out there, but what's going to be potentially a pretty big challenge when we have Rosie is 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 Pearl's ability to cope with not being the center of attention.
1: Yeah, and we have some ideas, honestly but like I've already felt like I'm mourning it a little bit because oh, like wow. I want to I want her to have a lot of attention. I don't want her to feel like she's not getting my love as much like right. I've been worrying about that because um I don't know I'm so sufferinging attached to attach this dog, so like <laughs> um, <laughs> for example, like I'm doing a yoga class, <laughs> and she comes, and I'm in tabletop, yes, and it. she lays up against me. And lays her head across, right up against my foot, and looks up at me the whole time. And I'm like, I don't want to move yeah, because she's being so cute. yeah, And I love her so much. And I don't want her to be offended yeah. that I'm moving my leg. And I'm like, whoa.
0: <laughs> and the funny thing about that is that you... The other thing that I thought was funny about it is that you chose to do your yoga around like 4.30, which is when... Actually, later than when we feed her in the evening and afternoon. And we usually feed her on four. And four or five, yeah. But usually at four o'clock, she's, like, showing signs that she wants to eat. She's yeah. buzzing around. She's bark like, doing her little... <laughs> little letting us know, like, talking to us, essentially. And it was almost like when I went upstairs, because it was, like, 5.30 by the time you finished. I, got a, I went up there, like, quarter after five, which would have been way later, like, an hour and a bit later than when she normally eats. And... Um. she was just chilling there waiting for you she wasn't she wasn't buzzing around she wasn't like she's learning just as much as we're learning Um, and I, I honestly think like she has hilarious patience for a dog like yeah, in the morning she gets like up she, she comes over to the bed and she puts her paw on the side of the bed doesn't say anything doesn't bark to go yeah. outside doesn't scratch at the Soon door doesn't do anything no. but I, that's because of that's because of me She comes over and waits, and she pokes me and waits and waits and waits. Does nothing. Just sits there and waits. And I snooze. I basically hit the snooze button. I'm like, oh, I just kind of want to get up. Like, uh, just the morning groans, right? Just the typical, like, it doesn't last that long now. It's a couple minutes. Just like, oh, I'm just so warm and comfortable. Like, I don't want to get up kind of thing. Go out there in the freezing cold. And she just sits there and waits. She, like, lets me go through it. But then there's times where she's like, okay, man, like, get up. Would Mm -hmm. you get up now? And then she starts to go a little bit. But if I listen to her the first time, she tells me every single time when she needs to go somewhere before she has a freak out about it. But I just don't listen. And that's kind of the cool communication factor that I think we've experienced a little bit. This last little bit.
1: I also just feel like she makes me feel loved. Like, and I get a lot of that. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like, her following me around everywhere. It's like, sometimes it can be like, okay, Pearl, like, just lay down and stay here, like, so you don't have to the keep... The best part,
0: out. though, about that is she's not really, like... She's not in the way. If she's in the way, it's mm-hmm. by accident. Like, as if you... Some, some like, human was following you around all day long. Like, you'd turn around and bump into them quickly kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the only thing that's annoying about her. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a beautiful thing. it's not, not, it's not thing. annoying. Like, I almost... No, it just happens, I almost like find it weird when she's not
1: there. Yeah. Like, she's very ritualistic, too. Like, she lays in the same area, kind of in the kitchen, or, like...
0: Or when you're out uh, at the table... At the table doing work. I'm
1: showering. (laughs) I come out and she's in the room and waiting for me, or like any anything like that. (coughs) Um, yeah, under the table, laying under my feet, or like laying on the couch but watching me, (laughs) or like if I move, I don't know. She does the same thing with you too. It's just um. Yeah, it's just different, and I, and every time you get up in the morning, she's like, you you know that she's gonna be so excited. And we like
0: have the we have a beautiful little routine. Yeah, it's so awesome.
1: I always come and kiss Corey in the morning. Well, yeah. he usually gets it before me.
0: Well, you don't then. even really know. Like we have like the best morning sometimes. Like yeah, I don't I don't always accept it because I want to have this rigorous schedule sometimes of of what are the things i want to accomplish before i get into my day you still do it pretty but pretty rigid. I, w- not I not not too rigid. yeah but i've been more open to just like hanging out with pearl and doing nothing not breathing or meditating or journaling or reading singing mantras or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> or stretching or reading or whatever w- i'll just hang with pearl sometimes
1: yeah it's so nice eh?
0: yeah and i just it's quiet because you're still sleeping not that you're loud but you're still sleeping and it's just me and her time, you know, and we kind of have, we have a hilarious back and forth like outside and then, and then, uh, sometimes if she's not listening to me outside in the morning, I'll go, I'll go see mama. And then she like, gets all perky and she comes right away to come inside. Same thing and then I'm like, Oh, too. thank God. Cause I'm so tired. I want to go back in. It's so hot or so <laughs> cold. outside, And then I, I don't value that time. I guess sometimes either. I just kind of rush it, but. Yeah, there's sometimes where we where we just sink into a cool little cool little vibe where she's just like uh, either I'm on my chair or where I meditate or where I read and she'll just come over and and just like cuddle into the middle of my legs and just kind of like hang out and that's the nice part of having a dog. When they get to that part, like when they get to that stage where they actually kind of like just chill and they they're there with you, not just like a kind of fumbling little puppy. Um it's a really cool experience
1: yeah for sure it's nice that like it seems like they like your company like it's i i was i also feel like sometimes bouts of guilt like thinking that like we're humans and we just domesticated these creatures and keep them in our house and train them to be on a rope and (laughs) like all this weird stuff like Spare, which I probably talked about how much, how sad I was with that. Um. But then it does seem like you develop this wild bond, like, that we're almost meant to be connected, like animals and, well, I know that animals and humans are meant to be connected and develop, definitely develop relationships with all different species, but um, I don't know. She like, she's like part of your family.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's going to be the that's going to be right. the interesting part and part of that I think what I said before about her maybe not coping well with Rosie coming around is is potentially a fear that I've maybe heard from others and and it is kind of ingrained in me and if we do the right thing it doesn't have to be that way right, right. like if I move past what that potential fear is on the other side of that is me wanting her to be okay and me caring about you know her and Rosie having a good relationship and and her just, you know, being comfortable with the addition. Mm-hmm. And so when I really think about it, we can just put things in place for ourselves that we know and trust will eventually get her there. If it takes a little bit longer, we'll accept exactly. it and we'll, we'll experience it as it should, but or as it should go down. But yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. I think it's, I think it's part of this whole thing is just witnessing what's happening instead of assuming what's gonna happen. Cause yeah. that's us going too far into the future, which we can't predict anyway.
1: Exactly. And I think that she's more like resilient, independent than we give her credit for. Probably like a child. And that like every she'll time, go that off and like she calls us all the time, but then she'll just go off and be on her own, and we're like, "Oh, okay, Pearl," kind of yeah. thing. But she's at all the time, and now we can just like leave her, and she's fine.
0: But she's also amazing. She comes yeah. when she's called in almost every situation. She destroy anything. She's never destroyed anything. Mm-hmm. She pooed in the house once. She peed when in the she house was, like, like seven twice.
1: months. Seven. Wait, yeah, eight weeks old or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and
0: it was by the door, like she was ready to go. I think we had like, we had just missed putting the leash on. Like she, told she was us telling, like, telling right us us from us. the beginning that she Yeah, of them, right? she's I just died. a brilliant, brilliant dog. Yeah, and we just want the best for her. I think, right? That's 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 all we're saying. Yeah. Like, I
1: just love her so much.
0: She's amazing. She's a super dog, and and the way she is with people now, like I was sort of part of this like raising the dog experience is going to be like um bringing up a child. I feel like. um Because I've been having some, like, we've been bringing her around some, not new people to us, but bringing her around some people she hasn't met before. And I get a little anxious that she's not going to be comfortable Mm -hmm. or well behaved either. And it turns out every single time I'm wrong. Every single time. There are times where she's a little bit more unsure, but it's, there's always, there's always the chaos and. Yeah, there's always another reason for it. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's just nice to to go through that experience now um with a dog, because that baby's on the way, and I'm gonna have similar experiences, right? Like, they're not gonna be the same as like thinking Rosie's gonna be well behaved because I hope we'll be able to instill that in her pretty early on. But you know, worrying that sh- you know one day she'll have to go sleep in her own room, one day she'll have to go to school on her own one day she'll have to um have a boyfriend that mm-hmm. will take up more of her time mm-hmm. or she'll have friends that will take up more of her time or she'll you know go off to college and have travel the, the world right? and like, yeah. have a family of her own and have yeah have a beautiful relationship hopefully and i have to accept that now through that experience with pearl except that i don't know what's going to happen I don't know if Pearl is going to be a terror at someone's house or be rough with someone's dog, which but she hasn't done, done any of those either things. of those things, but we even don't have to justify that because it's not actually real. Like I'm saying, it's not, I don't, it's a fear that I don't have to have and something that I don't even need to, to give ownership to, right? We give too much power to these fears and bad emotions and, in general. But on the other side of that is something that I'm concerned with. I'm concerned that she's going to be comfortable. She can be okay. But the same thing will be with Rosie. I'll be, I'll be concerned with her safety. I'll be concerned with all of these things because I want the best for her. Mm-hmm. But it may show up as fear sometimes. And I have to sort of find ways to accept that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you do too. and I think maybe m- most parents do, but that's my lesson anyway for me. I just need to accept the fact that there's going to be some stuff that I don't, I don't know about. I can't predict. Um, And those will all be beautiful lessons if we just let them happen, if I just let them happen. Mm-hmm. But it takes that sort of, breaking down and experiencing it and re experiencing it over and over until it really kinda cements in. And then there'll be more. There'll be other challenges. It's just accepting and witnessing and letting them happen as they should, I guess, right? hmm For
1: sure. Wow, it's so beautiful.
0: You look like you're gonna I fall asleep like should, should we end it there? That
1: was just like a it Was a mic stuff. drop? Was that a mic yeah, drop? I did mean.
0: we have our first did we have our first mic drop on <laughs> the pod? First mic drop on the pod. Yeah,
1: and I have to go to the washroom. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> Amazing. It wasn't a mic drop at all.
1: No, it totally was. I'm just kidding, I was I'm just, just like kidding. feeling so empowered. <laughs> it was like this is like the closing summary
0: of our rom com.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was go. like you know how they narrate how it tells you lesson or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The real ones that are like. It was so obvious the whole time, but they still did it anyway. Yeah. There's a lot of Robin Williams movies that have done that, I feel like. Mm. Well, we should watch. A like ro- love, let's, let's watch a Robin Williams movie after this. Kay. That guy is showing is there us any love. Is you have seen? No, but oh, there re-
1: was one I saw that I haven't seen before. And it has it's our own comments. We
0: should have a whole uh, podcast about m- my obsession with Robin Williams.
1: Oh, yeah. And all the lessons you learn from each movie. I think
0: I wrote a blog about it. Or I was writing a blog about it. I don't know if I ever posted it. But the man's a genius. And he was trying to show us love, but we couldn't see it, and he got fed up. <laughs> but anyway, that's for another episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sitting here and with the bladder full. I love mm-hmm. you, honey.
2: Of course.
0: <laughs> I love you. I love you too, sweetheart. Bye.